WandaVision theories, Punisher and Jessica Jones back at Marvel, video game movies actually looking good, all this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. Listen guys, I know, I know I messed up last time with the, with the last episode. I promise I know who James Avery is. James Avery, <laughs> I called, uh, instead of calling him James hey, McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, we were talking about, uh, what is it, X-Men. X-Men. Um, James Avery is Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. I promise I know that. <laughs> it just slipped my mind at the time. And after the episode was done recording, and I think it was in the middle of being edited, thank you, Matt, uh, it, I was just like, oh, shit, I meant James McAvoy. And I know that I'm like... Uh, fixed it but um yeah i know please stop coming for my neck i promise that i know who james avery is hey it is a fair criticism though like you, you gotta know <laughs> i say um, well for, i absolutely had forgotten as well so you know <laughs> and for those of you that don't know james avery actually also voiced uh shredder in the original teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoon yes i always forget about that yeah that guy that guy was Super, super loved at everything that he did and was super, super great at what he did. Anyways, we're moving on. We got to talk about WandaVision this week. Let's just put a big old spoiler warning on this one. If you haven't seen it, if you're not caught up yet, um, definitely uh, do that. Go catch up now. Yeah, stop what you're doing. Go watch it right now. Trust us, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, and for those of the uh, those of you that uh, are in the know already... Um, I just would like to say that I told you, mm-hmm. and I didn't trust her from the beginning. Of course not. Anyone, I as much as I love that actress, I'm just I'm I'm worried about everything she does yeah. because she's always got her own agenda, and I love it. That being said, it was Agatha all along. I it knew was. it. Was it was Agatha all along. I'm so glad that they finally did that reveal, and the way that. She just did that full twist and all about Agatha theme song. It was just chef's kiss perfection. You know, Catherine Hahn is an ace in the hole every time, but the fact that she now really has this pivotal character is just perfect. And I completely agree. I feel like the uh, going back to the theme song, I feel like that someone pointed out that it's very uh monsters sounding mm-hmm. yes and i love that like it was super super great um and i remember like i watched it with my girlfriend first and when it came on i was like first of all babe called it i knew the entire time <laughs> i can't stand her um i love her character though yes but then uh, i got to watch it a second time with my mom and my sister, who my mom isn't really a Marvel person at all, and she's just getting into Marvel stuff because of this show. Like, she saw mm-hmm. the trailers and was like, cool, that looks fun. Um, so she's watching this for the first time, or I guess we're all watching this for the first time. She's watching Marvel stuff really for the first time, and uh, when that theme song played, she was like, oh my god, she's really like the bad guy, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then she turns around and she goes, Oh, yeah, and I killed Sparky, too. My sister, my sister, sitting on the ground, like, right in front of the couch. She's usually quiet when we're watching shows. She says that line, and my sister goes, you motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, it killed me. It killed me to see that. But, like, 
she's just so good. Yeah. No, it truly, it was the, the whole reveal, you know, I, I saw it coming leading up, you know, being familiar with all the fan theories and as well as kind of being a little bit of a nerd, like I went down the rabbit hole to find like, oh, okay, she's wearing the brooch in every episode. She's, she's got this, you know, she's always appearing. Um, even going back to, I want to say it was the second episode, you know, when it's the animated version of the opening screen, she is separate from all of the other side characters, um, which also kind of shows that she is not the same as all of the other side characters. So like when it actually happened, it was, it was wonderful. But the, yeah. and I killed Sparky too. Just, yeah. Just the cherry <laughs> on top. To truly make her evil. Um, but that wasn't the only big reveal in this episode. We no. saw, um, Monica, it's Monica, right? I always get her. Monica, her yeah. Uh, we saw Monica finally come into her powers. Yes. With- which was a big, big, big reveal. I mean, it's it's something that has been, I don't want to say like hinted at, but like if you know the, the comic book history, you knew that that was going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just a matter of when and as well, like how. And her breaking through the hex. And getting those powers was just a really cool scene to watch. Um, yeah, watching her pull herself back together like that was super, super cool. Yeah. Um, and then as well, seeing her just kind of square up against Wanda. Like, she she was ready to go. Um, yeah! It just, it's been a really interesting dynamic uh, between those actors. Um, yeah, no, she's been, she's been super stellar. Uh, from the beginning of the series, even though we didn't, did we see her? We didn't see her until like three episodes in, right? Four. No, she was in the second episode. Oh, that's right. No, no. Okay. So no, you're right. You're totally right about that. Yeah. We just didn't see like who she really was. Correct. It wasn't until episode four. When she got her ass yeeted out of the hex. Yes. Um, and I think episode four is actually where like we saw her outside of the hex it might have been episode three that she got kicked out but there's been so much that has happened in this show that it's hard to remember exactly what uh what happened when yeah no there's a lot going on seeing her pull herself back together i'm not sure if you were paying attention to the audio or if you had the subtitles on when that scene was going on but um Mm -hmm. The thing that, if you notice, that really pulled her together was, oh my god, it was it was Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel kind of talking about her and her mom, yeah. Yeah, giving her the quote of something along the lines of, like, when they were handing out kids, they gave her the toughest one or something like that. Yep. And then she was like, oh, you know what, you're right, my bad. And, like, she pulls her <laughs> shit back together and, like, has superpowers all of a sudden. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know... Monica Rambeau uh, played a character. Actually, she went by a bunch of different names. Um, she went by Photon. She went by... Oh, God, there was another one that I can't remember right now. But, like, basically, she was the original Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. She was. She was the Cap before Carol ever was. Uh, and God, I can't remember the other names that she had right now. Uh, Captain Marvel, Photon, Pulsar, Daystar, Scepter, 
Monica Marvel. There was one other hero name that she did go by, and I, I just remembered it. it was Spectrum. Um, and that's actually one kind of thing that you see uh, when she finally pushes through the hex is that you see that she's seeing the spectrum of waves uh, of like power, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, like, the different colors and the full spectrum. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which I loved the way that they shot that scene. I don't know what they did in editing magic, but it was really cool. Like, Yeah, they're really killing it with that one, that's for sure. Yeah. So it was it was a pretty big episode for Wanda this week. And as well, it was fun to see Darcy and Vision interact, um, even though that was a, a much smaller part of the episode. It was still really interesting to kind of see their dynamic. Yeah, their hijinks that they had to deal with. Well, and for Vision to really kind of understand what's been going on. Because uh, he has somebody who actually knows what's happening outside. I feel like he's super heartbroken about everything that's going on. Yes, I think so as well. I mean, finding out that you've died twice, mm-hmm. that's a little heavy, you know? Well, and as well, I think he's recognizing like, okay, I am not here. I've died twice. Wanda had to kill me and then watch me die um, twice. So, like, there's so much within even just those really, you know, smaller scenes within the episode that happens. And Paul Bettany did a really great job. Like, he is, well, just killing it with vision, as always. Um, There's so much to go on. And I have have no idea where it's going to happen and what's going to go forward from here. But I am hoping that with them introducing the first after credits scene that maybe we'll get more. Yeah, that's actually something that I wanted to bring up. Um, every episode before this one hadn't had a, an after credits scene. Mm-mm. And I want to say, I can't remember where I saw it, but someone online said that this episode had its after credits scene because this is when, like, the era that Marvel started introducing after credit scenes to movies. Yes. Uh, because everything else was like an era before Marvel was making movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so then putting an after credit scene at the end of this episode uh, just seemed fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm thinking that we may be getting one after every episode from now on because of what's going on. But I mean, we've only got two episodes left, so it doesn't really matter if they put too many after credit scenes. Yeah, but at the same time, that is a really interesting point that I hadn't realized but it also kind of solidifies the fact that we are now not only in the grittier point within the series but we're done with the eras we're done with the decades you know um because where else are they going to go and yeah i guess we are pretty all caught up yeah so it's it's done like we're we're getting into the real gritty marvel stuff now yeah oh you're absolutely right about that speaking of the real gritty marvel there's actually a couple theories that i uh, i saw over on reddit that i wanted to bring up um because there's a lot going on in the series and we still don't know exactly what is going on mm-hmm. there was one point where agnes was talking to wanda uh, right before she went and took the the twins over to her house and she was like oh i have this mole on my back would you mind checking it out uh user 3BSTFRDS, which I guess really spells three best friends. That's so cute. Uh, on Reddit said, at the beginning of the episode when Agnes came to Wanda's house and picked up the twins, Wanda asked whether there's something that she could do for Agnes to thank her for caring for the twins. And 
Agnes replied, I do have a suspicious mole on my back that I just can't see. It came off as a joke as she was pulling up her shirt, showing it to Wanda, who reacted awkwardly and obviously unwilling to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it was included in the script to tell the audience that in the hex, there is a quote-unquote mole who could threaten to ruin Agatha Harkness's plan, whatever that plan is. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that does. Because, what's her name? She uh, Agnes, she's... She's supposed to be all-seeing. Like, she's a super, super powerful witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and for there to be a mole, like she said, that she can't see, I really feel like it could be suggesting that it's someone that wasn't supposed to be there at first. Yes. Well, and then that makes me wonder, is that maybe where Dottie's going to come back into play? I'm so glad you said that because the user goes on and says, obviously, we still don't know who that mole is, but here are some candidates. Evan Peters' character, there's a lot of different theories on who this character is. I would assume that he is either Fox's Quicksilver, who got pulled in from a different universe to play that role for Wanda's show, or he is a bigger villain. In either case, he should not be the mole Agatha was referring to. And I really want to say, this is just me talking about the about the user. Uh, I want to say that that's not the person that I she's referring say, yeah. to. Because as we saw in that, it was Ag- or Agatha all along, little montage, she was controlling. Yeah, she was controlling and, it. And then in the after credits scene, you know, he goes up to Monica outside of Agatha's home. And, you know, so it seems like he is very yeah. familiar and uh, in cahoots with Agatha at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the second person that they mentioned was Dottie. Mm -hmm. She's been a mystery at this point as she seems to be set up to play an important role in the series, but so far has been MIA. Yeah. She was also not on the FBI board when they were identifying each of the characters of the WandaVision show. On top of that, the actress who plays Dottie said that her audition was required to be approved by Kevin Feige himself. Kevin Feige? Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, I believe. But I think based on the comments Agnes made about Dottie early in the series, I doubt it would be her, mainly because she seems to know her importance, whatever her real role is, so I rule her out too. I don't rule Dottie out yet. Yeah, I I don't think Dottie should be ruled out yet. Emma Caulfield is a pretty notable actor, and so when I initially saw her as Dottie in the second episode, and then she just disappeared, I was like, there's no way that she just popped up to have a a little one-time thing. So I think Dottie is really going to have a key pivotal point um, in the next two episodes, but also when the whole you know, almost fight went down between Monica and Wanda and, you know, Agatha comes over, Dottie looks and is watching it actively. So like that again would lead me to think that maybe if there is a mole that, you know, she's, she's always kind of been around. We just haven't seen her. Yeah. And that would, that would make a lot of sense. Um, Like I mentioned in uh, the first episode or the, I guess the first episode of uh, Geekly Biweekly, there's a lot of theories going around that Dottie is actually another character named Arcana, who is uh, part of the supergroup uh, Squadron Supreme. She's supposed to be like some all-powerful, uh, um, I guess, magic user 
uh, along the likes of um, Doctor Strange. Uh, well, and I think there was even uh, you know a, a definite tie between Dottie's character and Doctor Strange in some theories that I've seen. Well, that brings us to our third person uh-huh. and final person in this theory, the mailman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's always kind of been around, too. Yeah, and he's always just kind of watching stuff, too. Uh-huh. Like, I remember watching the um, the episode where Sparky dies, which, rest in peace, good boy. Um <laughs> When they're kind of like arguing about it over on the over on the lawn, he's just kind of standing in the background watching them argue. Mm-hmm. And then like he passes by and kind of like waves to them and walks away. But the the Reddit user goes on to say the mailman, the mailman has been sneaking up on the main cast a few times now, and he seems to know what's going on. My theory is that he is the mole Agatha was not able to see, and his true identity. Ooh, I didn't even read this far. Uh, that his true identity is Wong. Oh. I'm thinking that Doctor Strange sent Wong to monitor the abnormality and disguise as one of the residents. In terms of body size, it fits. Also, Benedict Wong uh, shared a photo on Instagram wa- a while ago that there are some shredded skins on his face when he was doing makeup. Obviously, they would do it be uh, CGI. But there could be a moment where Wong tears off the mask he has, Ethan Hunt style, to reveal his identity, and he, all along, or along with Doctor Strange, will help Wanda fight off Agatha. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would. That would be crazy. But it's Marvel. Like, everything they do at this point is that level of crazy, and I could see that playing out. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that playing out. Um, that one that one would be really, really cool to see. Uh because we really don't see much of the mailman. I don't think he's actually had any lines. Yeah, it, it's been pretty one. small. Um, I think he says something in one of the episodes, but for the most part, he's pretty quiet and just kind of there. I want to say he says something to the boys, doesn't he? Like about how their mom can do anything? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he may have also mentioned Sparky at one point. Hmm. I could be wrong on that one. <laughs> but that brings us to another theory. Yes. User mystery account on Reddit said Wanda didn't create Westview. What they say is Westview is actually Pleasant Hill and was created by Sword. Pleasant Hill is a prison in which supervillains are quote unquote turned into mild-mannered versions of themselves, changing their appearance and also altering their memories to match their new lives as productive members of society. Hmm. This is done using the reality-warping abilities of a sentient cosmic cube, or as we saw, uh, the cosmic cube turned out to be, or the Tesseract, I guess, turned out to be the space stone in the, uh, in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanda's, Wanda's neighbors are trapped, but so is Wanda. She didn't escape with Vision's body. She was placed in Pleasant Hill along with other supervillains. Hayward knows what Westview is, and all of the Westview community are actually various Marvel villains. For example, their neighbor Phil is actually the fixer whose identity in Pleasant Hill was, you know, Phil. Um, Atlas was made into the mailman in Pleasant Hill. Dorothy Bixby is a caretaker and undercover S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Her nickname, Dottie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Um, there's it goes on and on and on. Oh, it says, oh, and it was designed by Doctor Eric Selvage uh, using the Cosmic Cube, uh, which would have a connection to Darcy. Uh, if you remember, uh, Doctor Eric Selvage was mm-hmm. um, Jane Foster's dad, uncle. Yeah, important father male figure. father figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the big reveal will be that Sword created Westview, not Wanda. Beyond that, I have no idea where they go, but I'm almost positive that all of Wanda's neighbors are villains and they are using Wanda to break out. Ooh, that would be a good setup. Oh, yeah. So one thing that they were asking was why, like, they were kind of poking holes in the theory. They were like, oh, yeah, but, like, each of them have their own identity. Like, they've already shown that when Jimmy Woo was, like trying to figure out who they are. Um, yeah. But my thing is that while that makes sense, if S.W.O.R.D. is in control of their identities and all of that information, they're not going to tell the people what they want right away. Nope. Like, there's no need for them to tell them because they've got it all under their control, I guess, um, which obviously they really don't. But there would be no reason for them to tell them the truth right off the bat. Yeah, it's a good point. Beyond that... There is one more theory that I would like to bring up, and this is my own theory. Okay. Let's hear it. So it starts with Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Vision, if you guys remember, was uh, created by Ultron to be Ultron's body, basically indestructible because he's made of vibranium. Uh Uh-huh. He wanted Vision's body and was going to transfer his consciousness into him so that he could, like I said, basically be indestructible. But Vision ended up getting his own consciousness by the Soul Stone. No, not the Soul Stone, the Mind Stone. Yes, the Mind. Um, And ended up becoming his own thing, ended up killing uh, Ultron at the end of the movie, and yada, 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 you know, superheroes win kind of thing. Yep. Um, my theory is, if you remember in episode six, Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode six, when uh, Darcy was looking through the files that Hayward had uh, set up for the extraction of um, Vision, who he was watching Vision exclusively. Like, he yes. was tracking his vibranium signature and watching it decay. Um, they, they being Hayward, had a, I guess, a project going on called Project Cataract. Mm-hmm. Um and that's like cataract is like when you have cloudy eyesight and you can't see it, so you have to have a special surgery to restore your vision. vision. So my theory is that Hayward is secretly Ultron trying to get uh, Vision back into his possession, so that he can transfer his body or his mind into. I guess a new and improved vision. He's going to try and like figure out to how to revive him without the soul stone or mind stone and put his body into that. That's my running theory. I'm not going to give any evidence. I'm not going to give any reason why I think that that is what I think. And, um, good night. It's been fun guys. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a little, uh, it's an interesting theory. Uh, okay, but if it happens, but if it happens, like I'm it, expecting five dollars from you. I will. I will give you six dollars. I'll. I'll up it even. <laughs>
All right, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, am not super sure about what Hayward's agenda is. It seems like, I don't know, that the thing that just baffles me is there's still so much to cover and so many like little rabbit holes to go down and, you know, strings to pull on that I don't know how they're going to wrap this up in two episodes, especially when you take into consideration that the credits are a third of them. So, you know, <laughs> God, I, hate that. <laughs> I hate how accurate it is because um, I just want, I just want more show. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're going to wrap this up. I have, there's so many theories. There's so many, strings. I well, I don't think they're going to wrap it up completely in the next two episodes. That being said, there was a rumor going around that there is a secret third episode that they're going to be dropping out of nowhere on us. Um, but I do think that it's not going to be wrapped up completely because the show uh, ties into directly into the new Doctor Strange movie, which is Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Which is still expected to be next year. Yeah, hopefully, if we can get this shit under control. Fingers crossed. All right, so I did want to bring up one more thing that I just totally remembered about. Mm-hmm. Um, the commercial in this episode. Yes, with it being the Nexus. Yes. Do you... I'm, I'm sure you do. You know what the Nexus is, correct? Yes. In the Marvel Universe? The, uh, it's kind of the tie between the universes, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Nexus of all realities. Yeah, the Nexus is a cross-dimensional gateway which provides a pathway to any and all possible realities. This includes realities between realities. Mm-hmm. It is unknown whether it is create or it was created by some being or just if it's the one place in the entire multiverse where all realities naturally intersect. Yeah. I'm thinking that Wanda is the Nexus being. That is a very real possibility. You know, there, there's there's nothing off limits at this point, and she totally could be. I mean, she's a powerful enough being that having kind of that opening with her would be... That would be great. Uh, yeah, be just great. great. <laughs> and gives, I don't want to say a reason, because we don't really need a reason, but it, it kind of ties into with uh, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... We're we're still trying to figure out exactly how they're tied together at this point. So that would be a pretty a pretty good tie. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, definitely would. So that's our that's our that's our recap so far. That's what we've got going so far. If there's anything else that I need to bring up, I'm sure I'll bring it up because I'm just that guy. Um, <laughs> but moving on to more Marvel news, we have uh, confirmation from comicbook.com, which I guess uh, it, it's it's not we got this covered, so I trust them. Uh-huh. Um, we have con- <laughs> a confirmation from uh, comicbook.com saying that Punisher and Jessica Jones. They're going to be coming back to Disney. Yes. Yes. Marvel, really. But with the uh, Netflix previously hosting and having their uh, exclusive rights, it seems like now after the two years of them canceling, they can finally uh, 
release those and Marvel can actually work with those characters again. Um, so that'll be super exciting to have uh, different iterations of them and hopefully they'll be just as good. So just like I said, um, comic book is reporting that with Jessica Jones and the Punisher having been the last shows to be canceled by Netflix, this now means all of the Marvel characters, which were licensed to Netflix have now reverted to their Disney or the, have reverted the rights to Disney, which is including uh, Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is unclear whether or not Marvel Studios will incorporate the cast and characters of the Netflix shows, which were developed separately by Jeff Loeb and his Marvel TV banner. Recently, Charlie Cox was ooh, that's fun. Charlie Cox was spotted on the set of Marvel's Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. but it is unclear what role he will be playing in the joint venture film or joint venture from Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures. If they bring back all these characters as the people that they played, except for Danny Masterson, because fuck a rapist. Fuck him. Yeah, but like, all in all, fuck Danny Masterson. Um, yeah. He he is a horrible person. Because you've already got like the, the perfect people cast for Luke Cage, for Daredevil, for Punisher, for Jessica Jones. Even um, David Tennant's character, uh, Kill, not Killmonger. Yeah, no, that's a different one. Yeah, anyways, the guy that, that was the, the villain for um, Jessica, Jessica yeah. Jones, uh, which I'm sure if you guys are watching watching or listening to this right now, uh, you are yelling his name at your listening device. Yeah. And uh, I can't hear you. you You're not coming you through. I can't hear you. It just... Yeah, it's, it's a bad connection. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> they, were, they, they are perfectly cast for those shows, and bringing them in would be such a great move on their part yes i am i'm very excited to see what disney and marvel do with these characters um and how they're gonna play an impact on the screen again you know the shows that netflix put out were still really great um it was definitely a shock when they were canceled but i do think that it was the right call um that way now disney can actually take their their properties and work with them and marvel can do their magic uh to really let them shine on the screen again so which they really deserve because they put a lot of lot of work into those shows and that just be dropped out of nowhere was not only a shock to the fans but i'm pretty sure that the uh the the actors were like what the hell is going on yeah Because, I mean, it was really successful over at Netflix. They were one of Netflix's most successful shows. And, yeah, when it dropped, it was just baffling. And I think everybody was shocked. But ultimately, I do think it's the right call. And I'm glad that Marvel is actually taking up the mantle again and, and letting it come back. So we'll have to see and keep you guys updated as we get more news on those. Yeah, that's something that we're definitely going to be uh, keeping our eye on, especially if we get more news about Charlie Cox being on the set of the new Spider-Man movie. Yes. Um if he's playing Matt Murdock, like defending Peter Parker's character, Peter Parker's character, defending <laughs> Peter Parker 
uh, against uh, the claims that were made against him at the end of uh, Spider-Man 2. Yes. That would be super good. Yes, it would. Because Charlie Cox is fantastic. And... Oh, God, he was just such a good daredevil. He was. He was so good. And I really wanted to like the Ben Affleck one that came out years ago. Yeah. And I think at the time I loved it. But looking back on it now, I'm like, why? Why did I why did I like this? Yeah. Well, probably for the same reason that I loved um, uh, George Clooney, Batman and Robin, with Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Oh my Ivy. gosh, yes. Those are just, they're cheesy, but you gotta love them. Like, it's just, they're a fun watch. They're not great movies. They were not winning any Oscars, but... Oh, not even close. They were still fun. I watched them from time to time because it just reminds me of being a kid and being like, this is so awesome. <laughs> I remember there was one scene in that movie. I know that I'm going off, but there was one scene in that movie where they were being attacked by Mr. Freeze's henchmen mm-hmm. and like they get knocked on their backs and like the whole floor was ice mm-hmm. and they like tap their shoes together. <laughs> and it's and ice fucking skates. They turn into ice skates. I remember seeing that as a kid. I was like, yes, I need those. I gotta have those. No, they were badass, and every kid wanted a pair. (laughs) Yeah, I've never once gone ice skating. I will eat shit and die if I go ice skating. It will be so bad. Yeah, but like... But at least I'll look cool with my tap-on ice skates. Oh, tap on ice skates. Come on, marketing teams. Get on it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if they can somehow incorporate that into Crocs, I will start wearing Crocs. (laughs) Oh, my God. Croc ice skates that you tap on, tap off. That would be beautiful. (laughs) But then you'd have to find a way to manufacture the Crocs to also kind of be boots because you have to have ankle support. Otherwise, your ankles are just fucked. Like... (laughs) So then I'm going to um, I'm going to find a way to incorporate them into boots. Yes. And I'm going to sell them to Doc Martin, and we're going to call them Croc Martins. <laughs> oh, my God. Genius. Genius. You're welcome. I need those You're now. welcome. You know what? I will start working on the prototype, and they will be so ugly. <laughs> Just the ugliest. But everyone will want a pair, because once you put them exactly. on... They're just super comfy. They're comfortable. They're they work right. Mm-hmm. And uh, ice skates again. I'm just saying. Okay. We gotta get on this. Gotta get on. But this. will they still uh, have the holes? Mm, we gotta we gotta figure that out. I'm going to say yes, but you can cover them with Batman themed gibbets. <gasps> Yes, there we go. All right, I'm sold. Yeah, like like Batman's, what was it, his MasterCard that was, like, unlimited? Yes. I don't know why I remember so much of that movie. It's just so good. It, it feels like a drug trip gone right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that movie. Um, Anyways. <laughs> yeah, we went too far off on that one. Another thing that's going to be coming out from Marvel is a new series called Assembled. Assembled. Uh, Would you like to tell us what that one is about? Yeah, so Assembled is essentially going to be taking Marvel fans behind the scenes. Um, 
to show about, in particular, at least at first, WandaVision and the making of, um, and essentially how all of these Marvel shows are assembled together. So I think that's going to be really fun. I love being behind the scenes and watching all the behind the scenes footage. And that's something that we really do lose with a lot of streaming services is, you know, you don't get to see the behind the scenes features and the little, you know, making of documentary bits. So the fact we're getting a show about this is going to be so cool. Yeah, no, I can, I completely agree with that. Um, I just read that it's actually uh, streaming on March 12th on Disney plus. Um, if you like stuff like that, if you like behind the scenes, uh, stuff like that, I would say definitely check out the gallery. They did one for the Mandalorian season one and mm-hmm. two. And just they they deep dive, deep dove. They looked real hard into the making of that series and the the technology that they used. It was just or not was is ridiculous. Yes. It's it's groundbreaking. And I, I don't I don't use that term often, but that is absolutely groundbreaking stuff right there. Yeah. I, uh, I've i seen little bits of it, but I it's definitely been on my to-watch list, which is ever-growing um, with all yeah, of the me. good content we've been receiving lately. Yeah, 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 yeah. most definitely. It's, it's, that one is a good one to watch. I mean, they, did, they didn't release a whole lot of... Um, a whole lot of information about Assembled, but it says Assembled is scheduled to release its first episode on Disney Plus on March 12th, not long before the debut of Marvel Studios' second streaming series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, makes its debut. Mm-hmm. The Falcon and Winter Soldier is supposed to be coming out, what, the 17th, I want to say? Yeah, I want to say it's a week after. So you've got the finale of WandaVision on March 5th, the... Um, first episode of Assembled on March 12th, and then the uh, premiere of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I would say, if we're keeping on Fridays, with that being March 19th. And it is. It is exactly on March 19th that uh, Marvel's uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be coming out. Uh, That one looks fun. They released Mm -hmm. a trailer for that, and that... I think we talked about that one in the last episode where it just kind of looks like couples therapy. Yes. That may have actually been uh, in between our episodes, but I know you and I were talking a little bit about that uh, off off mic, uh, just in Instagram and things like that, where, yeah, it, it looks like couples therapy, but, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to watch it. I, yeah. I need to watch this show. Um, it's got... If I'm remembering correctly, it looks like it's got a lot of connections into uh, X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, but... depending on how WandaVision ends, that could be something that they've been setting up for a while. Yes. And I, I'm really interested to see exactly how we're going to go from one show to the next. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be fun. We have so much new content, and I just am here for it. Yeah, Disney, as much as they own everything, so no matter what, you're going to be consuming something from Disney, they're doing a good job with these shows. I I didn't think that they would be able to hold it up this long. Mm-hmm. And they are giving us something fresh 
and giving us something good. At least that's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. They they have found ways to keep all of their content just very fresh, as you said. Like, um, just they've been super on it. They know exactly where they're going. The amount of forethought and pre-planning that they have gone through to just create all of these seamless connections. And it just, it's been something to behold watching them work their magic. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely giving us a lot of good new ideas. And it's, it's, I don't feel burnt out on it. Yeah, I mean, it's been 10 mm-hmm. years since, well, more than 10 years now that I think about it since, everything started with all this. Um, and I'm still here for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we were saying, it feels fresh and it feels good. Yeah. And it just, every, what I love is that so far, everything has had its own independent feel, you know, each of the separate hero movies has its own feel. The TV shows so far, you know, we've only really had WandaVisions, but Watching even the trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, those feel like they're going to be completely different as well. So having all of these new iterations and uh, vibes, I guess, within each of the shows and movies has been really cool. Yeah, no, it it, it definitely does feel really cool and it feels, it feels nice. Yeah. It feels nice. Like... Like I know, and I'm not trying to burn any bridges here, but like I know that Disney is kind of a money grubbing company. Mm-hmm. But I feel like all the money that we're giving them, they're putting to good use. Yeah, they've really, they've really marketed everything, and they they know what the fans want. So they've been giving them what we want, which is just more content, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of more content. Mm-hmm. We got the first trailer, I'm thinking the only trailer, for the uh, Snyder Cut Justice League. Yes, which that is going to be fun. And that releases on Thursday, March 18th. So just a couple weeks away. And yeah, that one's coming up really, really quick. Um, oh boy, this trailer looks better than the entirety of the Joss Whedon Snyder like joint film that they released for Justice League because that movie yep. was mm, it was it was something not where it should be um i know the fans seem much happier with this one i am much happier just already with the trailer and looking at even just uh design differences within it has been pretty cool to see exactly yeah. what what Snyder wanted to do with it. And I'm excited that he actually was able to put his cut together and release it as he wanted it to. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I noticed I say that a lot. Yeah, no, must be the Californian <laughs> in me. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely a California thing. <laughs> <laughs> see, you just did it. Um, <laughs> I feel like Joss Whedon tried to make lightning strike a second time with this movie because he wanted it so badly. Like just watching that movie, it felt like he wanted it so badly to be uh, the next Avengers film, like DC's version of Avengers, which it should have been. It should have been, but 
when you switch directors mid-project, you're you're only going to go so far. You know, you have two vastly different visions, and Whedon's kind of. I don't know. He was not producing the content that he used to. Uh, maybe that's yeah, just my well, Zach, opinion, but also. I feel like Zach tried to take a darker, grittier approach to Justice League, mm-hmm. which is all fine and dandy. But when you got this guy that doesn't really do dark and gritty coming in halfway, it's 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 not going to match up. Yeah. They were too very different directors with two very different visions and you can feel that in the movie um wait hold on did you say vision like wandavision speaking of there's another theory about (laughs) wandavision i'm kidding i promise (laughs) (laughs) um uh yeah 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 I, I, i agree he oh boy Whedon is a whole other can of worms to unpack anyways. Um, yeah, we gotta, we do have to discuss the, everything uh, that's going on with the him. The serious allegations against him. Yeah. That's going to be saved for, I guess, when a little bit more information comes out. Yeah. Uh, that, Hopefully we'll yeah, get a statement from a, him. Uh, yeah, that would be nice, but I mean... Do you really think we will? No, I don't. Yeah. But well, I'll throw it out there. I stand with the victims. And Same. Yeah, the so. show definitely, definitely does. Um, why? Whedon, man? Come on, dude. But it also, these r- rumors and allegations have been around for quite some time. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it's even been evident within his writing as much as we love to say he was very feminist and things, the shows that he put out, there are some definite feminist characters, but there are also a lot of problems. Um, yeah. So anyways, we'll, we'll table that for another time. For another time for sure, because that's, that's something that we're going to have to bring up as well as, uh, our issues with JK Rowling, which yes. I don't like to, you know, bring up, I, I, I don't want the show to be too heavy of a thing, but when it's stuff like that, it does need to be brought up and it does need to be discussed because just shoveling it under the table and under the rug, it's not, it's not okay. You need to discuss stuff. Yes. Like and able to. it's a disservice to those who are harmed to not discuss it. Exactly. Exactly. Most definitely. Most certainly. Um, going back to the trailer. Yes. We saw a whole new look for Jared Leto's Joker. Mm-hmm. And he said and the thing. He, yeah, he, he, he hit us with the uh, we live in a society line. And as memeable as it is, it was also kind of chilling. Yes, it was. Um, it definitely got chills. It was an interesting iteration of Joker. Like, I mean, we had seen Leto's Joker in the past, but this is a different beast entirely. Um, and yeah, I, I'm hoping Leto comes in with some pretty powerful performance here as he's shown to do in the past. I feel like Leto didn't get, uh, he was set up for something good and then, and he was set up for something good in Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. and then they edited that movie to hell Yup. and took out basically all of his scenes 
where he was able to shine. And they were just like, nah, we're just going to let it be how it is. And left the movie to, you know, die in the alley. Yeah. (laughs) Bleed out slowly. Yeah. And they really could have been a good movie. And I really want to advocate for that movie, but it, it, it was just so bad. Yeah. I could only sit through so much and then I just had to walk away. Um, yeah. And I at least feel like with Birds of Prey, it kind of helped to, all right, we're, we're on an upward trajectory-ish again, but even that had its problems. And we got to get new good DC stuff, guys. And the Snyder Cut looks like we're, we're going to get that. So Well, with the Snyder Cut, people are actually campaigning to, uh, I guess, what they're calling the Snyderverse. They're, they already have like a, a petition up and everything to quote unquote restore the Snyderverse. Oh, that's funny, Snyderverse. <laughs> um, anyways, for those that I, I guess weren't really aware of what um, the Spider, the Snyderverse was, uh, it, it was supposed to, this movie was supposed to stem a whole bunch of different movies mm-hmm. and I guess its own. DC Universe, uh, which was supposed to include David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. And mind you, these are all rumors. So these are just things that were supposed to happen. We're not sure if they're still going to happen, but people are uh, campaigning to get happen. So it's supposed to be David Ayer's Suicide Squad, Ben Affleck's The Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, Ray Fisher's Cyborg Solo Project, which we got to talk about Ray Fisher's issues as well. There's a lot of not-so-pretty news that we do have to bring up soon. Yes. Um, We're supposed to be getting a solo Deathstroke project, Will Smith's Deadshot solo project, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League 2. We were supposed to be getting a Martian Manhunter movie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, that, we, and I think... Why isn't that around yet? <laughs> exactly. I mean, we before we get a Martian Manhunter movie, I do think we need to um, fix the Green Lantern movie problem. Just a little. Um, I love you, Ryan Reynolds, but oh, boy. Uh, well, that's why even in Deadpool, he goes back... To, to kill himself with yeah. with the Green Lantern. Because it was just, he knows it was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows, he it, knows was, it was big. Bad. It was almost career suicide. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he definitely pulled it out, though, with the Deadpool. Thank you, Ryan Reynolds. You're doing so yeah. good. Jeez, <laughs> uh, um, that movie was. Oh, boy. Yeah. I can't even I can't even watch it ironically. No, it's just there's nothing there's nothing good with it. It just is kind of a steaming pile and yeah. yeah. It just Anyways. But you know what doesn't look like a steaming pile? This Snyder cut. <laughs> well, that too. But also uh the new Mortal Kombat movie? Oh my gosh, yes. I am so excited for this. That's what I'm saying, man. That it looks like I know it's not supposed to be coming out until what? April 16th, I think. Is that one April 16th? Yeah, April 16th. And I know that we're over here like what the end of February and not to sound cliché, but I'm like, "Hey, Get over here. Yes. I need to watch this movie. I need this now. Thank you. How many of you, I know you can't really answer, but um, I'm sure a lot of you saw the original Mortal Kombat movie from like the late 90s. Yes. 
late to mid nineties, that movie was something special. Yes. It, it's, it's fun, but again, not, not winning any, anything. It's, it's cheesy and rough to watch, but I mean, you can watch it. And there's two actually, the original Mortal Kombat and then Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yes. Um, and that one, that one has my favorite quote of mother, you're alive. Yes. Too bad. You will die. (laughs) That, that pause is what I live for. Yeah. You got to have the ellipses in there real quick. Yeah. It's just so good and so unnecessary. Yeah. But those movies did a lot that were unnecessary. Let's oh, be yeah, real. they did do a lot of those unnecessary. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing that they did that was uh, unnecessary um, was casting a white guy as Lord Raiden. Yeah. And then retconning it in the second movie. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm sorry. That I, Our I, bad. I misspoke. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> What? You didn't see that. It was an imagination, an illusion. Yeah. It was, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, I'm just looking at the cast right now. Um, I'm not sure any of these people have done anything since this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, this just... Oh, they used the same guy uh, that played Liu Kang in the first one. Also in the second one, so at least he was, um, you know, consistent. There's consistency. One. He was one also character. in the 2009 Street Fighter movie. Oh, he was in 2013's Death Race Inferno. Oh, there, there we go. Yeah, these That's are all just franchise. I feel like we're just shitting on these people for no reason, and I'm starting to feel a little bad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we, we appreciate your work. <laughs> we, we appreciate the effort. Yes. Um, you were just working with what you were given, and yeah. no one That's can blame you what for it that. Is. It's just you, you're working with what you got. Sometimes, you know, it's it's work too. That in and of itself can be difficult, like to get. So yeah, you you did it. You, <laughs> you did the did best your you best. could. You tried. You tried, and we appreciate that. You tried. Um, Unlike the Dragon Ball Z movie. Oh, oh, don't, don't come in here with that. (laughs) Yeah, um, no one wants to talk about the Dragon Ball Z movie. No, never again. Hold on, we went way off on this tangent again. Um, (laughs) These actors, they they've they've got they've got a good cast. They've got a good cast. I mean, they've got. All the major characters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Major, major plot characters. They've got Kano. They've got Sonya. They've got Scorpion, Sub Zero, Raiden, Jax, Liu Kang, Shang Tsung, Melina, Kung Lao. And if you look closely in the in the trailer, you can notice like a bunch of different other people that yes. are in there. Um, one of which Goro is in this movie. Mm-hmm. That I love seeing my big four armed. Um, I almost called him daddy, and I didn't mean to call him that. Yeah, you did, though. Let's be real. 
Anyways, <laughs> you've got Josh Lawson, who was uh, Kench Allenby in uh, Anchorman 2. He was in... Josh Lawson was in House of Lies as well. Was he? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, Anchorman 2, The Little Death. Oh, he was on the show Superstore. Oh, he was. He was Tate from Superstore. That's funny. And now he's playing Kano, and he just looks, he he looks ripped. He looks ripped, and he looks out of his mind, and I'm loving this. This whole trailer was a lot of fan service. It was, but it was exactly what we need just to get hyped yeah. for it. Like, yeah, it, it, it definitely was. And um, it's it's just another one of those movies that, that WB made the deal with uh, HBO Max to release same day uh, in theaters and on their streaming platform, as well as, hey, uh, Matt, you might want to get those air horns ready, buddy, because I'm about to mention once again the greatest movie to be ever coming out this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Space Jam 2. <laughs> Thank you for the echo. Um, yeah, please, HBO Max, give us the trailer already. Stop being cowards. I need we this movie. Need right it. Now. It's coming I'm- up. It's set to be released soon. Give us a little taste, please. We- Not even soon enough. Just give us. Let me see, when is the movie? This movie is coming out July 16th, so we've still got, you know, a while to go. But give us the trailer! We just, we need it. We want it, we need it, we're hungry for it. Give it to us. Hold on, I want to try something out. Let's see this. Um, I just, I just want to see if it works every time. Space Jam 2. Oh, it does. Okay, all right, cool. Love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of video game movies that are coming to the big screen, we have casting news on Borderlands. Borderlands. It is finally set to maybe actually happen. We've got more than just Kate Blanchett signed, um, which, I mean, she's been signed on to do this since 2020. Um as well as Jamie Lee Curtis for Tannis. She's been signed on since then as well. We we need it. We have been talking about this for years. So happy that we're actually maybe making progress. Yeah, did you ever play the, the game? Oh my gosh, yes. I was obsessed with the first two. I uh, still have to fully finish the third because life decided that video gaming and I are not always friends. Um, but I loved that franchise. I It's just so much fun. Did you ever, you played it, right? No, I never played it. It's installed on my PS4, or at least the, the Handsome Collection is. What? Which everyone's like, yeah, you don't need to play the first one. Just play two and two and a half or whatever the hell that one is. Um, I, I know, I know I need to play it, but it's I am so always playing Apex yeah, that's fair. Now, it it is so much fun, just the ridiculous shenanigans you get up to in that game. Um, you know, the, the first one definitely had its benefits, 
the story as well is really fun. Um, and Lilith as the Siren is still probably one of my favorite playable characters, but two is really where it hits its stride and just is way more ridiculous, way more customizable, and just tons of fun to play. It looks like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Because, I mean, who doesn't love just doing absolutely off-the-walls, gory-ass shit? Like, let's let's be real. And you got you got to love. I am a necromancer player. She just so good. Get just a, a death mech. That, that seems fitting for shit, you. And it's so much fun. <laughs> that seems fitting for you. And I love that. Yes. Um, I'm not familiar with the characters. So mm-hmm. I don't really have any, um, I guess, say or any stake in this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have you tell me who these people are. I'm just, I'm just excited to see this cast in general because I yes. love each and every person on the cast. Um, and I'm going to have you tell me if it seems fitting. So, so far, I actually am really digging the cast. Currently, those that have signed on, we have Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Um, she's a siren. Super cool abilities that just, I mean, goes... It, it depends on the tree and the things that they're going on. So that, that'll be really interesting to kind of see the takes that they make on the character. But I think Kate Blanchett as Lilith is a pretty good cast. Um, Kevin Hart is set to be the super soldier Roland. That is going to be kind of interesting. Um, I'm not as sold on that one yet, but I'm interested to see what he does with the role. Because uh, he's just this big, bad dude. And, you know, it's, it's Kevin Hart. He's like 5'9". Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure if he's signed on, he'll, he'll still do a really good job. We've got Jamie Lee Curtis signed on as Patricia Tannis, who is just this crazy lady that was abandoned on a planet. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I think Miss Curtis is going to have some fun with that one, hopefully. And then probably my favorite casting so far is Jack Black as Claptrap, because that is so right. Just being this annoying, silly little robot running around, talking nonstop, Jack Black is going to nail it. So I'm really excited about those cast members so far we'll see who signs on because uh, it looks like they're doing more of a iteration of the first game so it'll be interesting to see who they cast as brick um who is one of the other main characters and then oh my gosh why can't i not remember there's a sniper character as well mordecai yes so nice. in the original um, lineup of characters, we have Roland, Lilith, Mordecai, and then Brick. And Mordecai and Brick have yet to be cast. So we'll see even if they're going to include them. Um, it really is going to be interesting since we don't know a whole lot about what this movie is going to be. Um, and we only have a little bit of the cast announced um, where they're actually going to go with this. But... Currently, right now, uh, Eli Roth is set to direct. 
So that'll also be pretty fun, considering he tends to do very gore-heavy, you know, horrific movies. Uh, I think that'll be really fitting for this very gore-heavy, kind of horrific at points game. Um, yeah. So that's, I think, about all we really know about the movie thus far. No release date, um, but it's it's hopefully the wheels are spinning. So... Now, you mentioned that there was two characters that haven't been cast yet. It was Mordecai and Brick, correct? Correct. Who would you want them to cast? Ooh, I want, like, Dave Batista as Brick. And then I, I'd i have to think on Mordecai. Um, but I just think Dave would be hilarious as just this big dude. I mean, he he's like a berserker or something he just goes up and pounds people in the face um and he's just kind of very simple and but has some of the best lines uh in the game so i i think that would be fun if not a little typecast and then um yeah i i don't actually know who would make a really good mordecai thus far i'm gonna have to see think on it my thing is I don't know anything about these characters. I won't until I start playing uh, the games. Um, I don't want to say I have an issue with Jack Black being cast as Claptrap. Well, that's a fun Jack Black Claptrap. <laughs> um, but even I know that Claptrap's voice is super iconic. Yeah. And I feel like it's, I don't want to say a disservice to not have the original voice actor in there as Claptrap, but... Jack Black is great. Yeah. He's so good, and I don't see him doing a disservice to this character. Yes. I think as well, you are correct in that it is such an iconic voice, such an iconic character, um, that, yeah, especially considering he's a robot. You could have easily gotten a voice actor. Um, there could just have been scheduling issues or something like that. So I am excited to see what Jack Black brings to Claptrap and how he kind of makes it his own. Um, and as well to kind of see if they're going to maybe alter it to sound a little bit closer to the original voice or what. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I would imagine they just throw a filter over it and just call it a day. Probably, yeah. That that will probably be what inevitably happens. But Jack Black's voice is absolutely undeniable. Also, um, I am going on the record right now and saying that because it's Jack Black, at one point in the movie, he is going to either scat or sing. Oh, of course. And that's and- Claptrap as a character just in general. Um, he does these weird little songs and stuff as he's rolling around trying to do things. So like, it's, it's going to be fun to see what he does, but yeah, especially the very iconic Jack Black scatting is, is going to be great. That being said, if he doesn't, I will give you back the $6 that you're going to owe me from the bet that we made from earlier. Yes, exactly. So we're just consistently going to be... Not just actually Venmo. owing $6, because Yeah, it's we're just, just going to Venmo each other $6 back and forth. 
you have a coffee. No, you have a coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think it's a good cast. I think it's a good cast of people. I do need to get uh, familiar with the characters before I can really, I don't want to say pass judgment, Mm -hmm. but be like, yeah, I don't think that's a good fit. Or I think that's a good fit. Um, Hopefully I'll be doing that soon, maybe this upcoming week, because I do need to uh, start playing other games other than Apex and Minecraft. Shh. You live your life, Hogan. You live it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, moving over, we've got, uh, because we, you know, we were talking about video games and video game movies, mm-hmm. uh, Nintendo Direct. Let's talk, let's talk about video games for a minute. There was a lot of news coming out of that one. Mm-hmm. We've lots got of new games. Lots of uh, additions. We have, uh, what, two characters from the Xenoblade Chronicles coming to Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. We've got Breath of the Wild 2 news planned for later this year. Uh-huh. Um... We've got an HD remake for uh, Skyward Sword coming out for Switch. Also, the new... Um, I'm looking at the words and my brain said, nope. Uh, the new <laughs> Skyward Sword-themed Joy-Con. Yep. Those look gorgeous. Don't they? They're just like beautiful blues. And I love all the decaling on them. Yeah. I got They look really them. good. That being said... As a Switch owner myself, um, they need to fix their drift problems. It's been something that's been going on apparently since this uh, the console came out. Yes, and I, as a Switch owner, have consistently experienced drift problems. Um, so yes, Nintendo, please, we don't want to keep drifting. It's not a racing game. <laughs> Unless it's Mario Kart, then it is a racing game. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Thank you. I try. Um, <laughs> We've got Splatoon 3 announced, um, as well as Mario Golf for the Switch. Everyone's favorite Mario franchise, you know. <laughs> you know, golfing. Who doesn't want to to golf? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. I'm not even going to lie. I, I can't, can't bring yeah. myself to even lie about it. Nope, not not gonna happen. Um, but if if that's your thing, it's coming out. It certainly is on its way. <laughs> uh, and then we've also got this, which is just the working title, a Project Triangle. Mm-hmm. Or no, Project Triangle Strategy. Strategy. Oh, sorry. Um, which is just the working title. It looks, uh, what sixteen bit? Yeah, something like that. Really, it looks the. I saw it and I was like, oh, cool, another Fire Emblem game. Oh, no, it's. It's. uh, it's, No, it's not. No. And then Star Wars Hunters. Which that looks pretty cool so far. From what I'm hearing, it's. uh, Or actually, what it literally says right here over on IGN, they're saying Star Wars Hunters, a new free to play squad based online multiplayer game by Zynga that is set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens is headed to Switch to uh, 2021. So sometime this year we should receive that. And that'll be mm. fun. Who doesn't Whether want a free-to-play squad-based online multiplayer game by Zynga? <laughs> well, I mean, you had me up until you said Zynga. I'm not yeah. going to lie. We're, we're going we're gonna to see and hope for the best. 
<laughs> At least it's not EA. Um, yes, where just to you know log on, you'd have to pay eighty dollars. Jeez, oh, Louie, I <laughs> come on, oh, EA. Boy. Hey, but look at it. Fall Guys is also coming to uh, the Switch. That is going to be fun. You, you obviously you play that game, right? I have played like once. Um, not gonna lie, I I just I don't get to play video games very often because I have carpal tunnel um, in both oh, no. of my hands. So that's <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so I I essentially get to pick whether I play video games. Or I'm an old lady and knit, and I I do knit a lot more. Um, well, I mean, everyone's got their thing. Yeah, so that's my little my little other hobby. Um, but yeah, so I I have to be very strategic about when I do things and uh, interact with my hands. So video games inevitably end up kind of at the wayside. But yeah, it was it was fun when I played. To go back to the initial <laughs> question. <laughs> Yeah, that game is a lot of fun. I remember uh, first getting it. Uh, I say that like it was a long time ago, but um, when I first got far, it, far away. Right, okay. <laughs> when I first got it, I, I I was just sitting in my room trying it out, and I was like, "All right, let's see how this turns out." It, like I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about it. I could not stop laughing. Yeah, it's probably the most fun, like quote unquote, competitive game that I've played in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then after like a good hour, hour and a half of playing that one, I was like, all right, well, I need to go shoot things again. And I went back over to Apex because that's <laughs> Of course you did. We know your life. Yeah, exactly. It's Apex and Minecraft. That's all I need. I'm sorry, girlfriend of mine. I am not playing Kingdom Hearts yet. I know you're going to hear this later. Ugh. Yeah, and she's going to tisk tisk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me until two years ago to finally play Kingdom Hearts. Oh, so, geez. yeah, you can you can be disappointed in us both. Well, uh, the problem is that I've had every console leading, like, every console that it was on. Oh, yeah. I've had them, and I've just been like, oh, yeah, I should play that someday. Oh, no, guess I'm playing this now. Yeah, that and was And now me. that I've got the chance. Yeah, I just, I didn't. I had every console that it was available on, but I just wasn't around. Like, my parents would oftentimes buy games, and so I'd just play the games that they had. And so, yeah, I just never had Kingdom Hearts because they never had an interest in it. Um, But then with Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out, I was like, no, I need to get on this. And so I finally did. Um, And they were were loads of fun. But, yeah, it it took a while for me to to actually get involved in the, the game. Yeah, I do know that I just need to buckle down and I guess pick it up because I, I know I'm missing out and it's it's got a big following. And it does. I mean I love Disney and I love fighting games well not fighting, but like RPG style games. Uh I just need to do it. Just bite the bullet and do it. You got it. Wait, bite the bullet? You want me to go play Apex right now? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, anyways, going back to the Switch, we've also got uh, Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. uh, the Master Collection coming out for Switch. we got Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. Yes. Uh, 
Super Mario items are going to be added to Animal Crossing, which everyone knew that was coming. Yes, and um, from what I'm hearing, nobody cares. It just it's a thing, I guess. Like I I never was playing Animal Crossing and thought, you know what, I need Mario items. Like, <laughs> but you know, it'll it'll be fun. Going back to Borderlands, they're actually doing a game called Tales from the Borderlands, which is announced for the Switch on March 24th, 2021. Well, Tales from the Borderlands already existed, so I think it's just that it's now available. Let me see. Is this a new thing? No. Yeah, so it's just the um, Telltale game from a couple years back, and it will now be available on the Switch. Look at me being a buffoon. Well, you didn't play the game, so how would you know? This is true. This is very true. Don't Um, don't buffoon yourself. You're just naive in this subject. You are correct. You are correct. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. We've also got uh, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection being uh, released. Uh, If you've never played Ghosts and Goblins, um, you should try it out. And then hate yourself afterwards. Because that game can get ridiculously hard for no good reason. Because, of course. like It's so fun, though. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, that, one, that one's an old-school uh, Nintendo game, a side-scroller. Um, Ooh, fun. Yeah, that one, that, one, that one was a lot of fun. I remember playing that one back when I was uh, taking some college classes with one of my homies that I met uh, in one of my classes. And... He was like, oh, yeah, do try this out. I remember playing it on his PSP. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Oh, I hate this now. <laughs> there were a couple other things uh, being announced for for the Switch, which uh, they look okay. Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for the Battle for the Neighborville, a uh-huh. complete edition coming to Switch. But I hate to be that guy. Can it just go away? Apex is coming to Switch, and I'm ready to smack all of you on it. Do it! I will toss out my friend code, and I will smack you on um, Smash Bros, and on Mario Kart, and on Apex, all in the same day. Oh, those are fighting words, but they you're are fighting probably words. right, because I don't play any of those games. Okay, but for real, though, I'm pretty god-awful at all those games. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I do not like Smash Bros. I will, I will just throw that out there. Sorry, guys. I just, I don't, I don't like it. It's not my game. Not my thing. Um, it's fun. It's definitely a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah. It's fun to play, but it's confusing when you have more than like three or four characters on screen. Mm-hmm. Well, and when I was a kid, like, that was all people wanted to play was just let's let's smash. Um, well, no, 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 hold on. That, that's not what they meant. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's that's a super smash problem. bros. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like to smash bros too. That's a gay joke. <laughs> this is a good game. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, uh, Smash Bros. is fun. Yeah, it, it can I, be fun. I, I just am so burnt out on it. Like, I'll, Oh, yeah, there's so many of them. 
so many. I, every party I would go to, like, inevitably it would end up being whipped out and like, all right, let's do it, guys. And it's just, it's not my thing. But like, y'all have fun with it. I will, I will happily sit there and watch it while I scroll through my phone. Because uh, <laughs> I know my life. <laughs> Hey, you do you. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching people play it. Um, <laughs> once Mario Kart gets busted out, that's where I'm like, cool, now it's my time to shine. And Well, not shine, I guess, because I'm terrible at it. But now it's my time to show them that I certainly know which screen I'm looking at most of the time. <laughs> that's the worst, though. Like, half the time where you have to figure out, okay, where where am I? Is this my screen? <laughs> no, that I was just looking at this screen. How do I not know what screen? to look at anymore. I picked Waluigi. Why am I Yoshi all of a sudden? Oh, because I'm not even playing? Never mind. Because I zoned out halfway like I was actually driving. <laughs> oh, that's always the scariest. Once you Isn't hit autopilot, oh boy. When you're like driving for a solid five minutes and then you're like, wait, where am I? How did I get here? <laughs> did I pass all those green lights? Please tell me they're all green. Yeah, I heard, I didn't hear horns, so I think I'm all right. Yeah. No horns, no sirens, you're good. That's all that matters. Yep. Is that like no cop, no stop? I say, oh, while boy. always stopping at a stop sign. I, <laughs> I'm i a good driver. Yeah, I was going to say, don't perjure yourself over here. I always we, uh, stop oh. at stop signs. I abide by all of the driving laws. We good. Covering my ass here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's... I'm a good California driver. I promise. I promise. Please don't take my license away. I have places to go. I have places to go and I can't take the bus anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was taking the bus places. Hey, look at that. We're getting off subject again. We are. Um, Um, So, yeah, I think that's a lot of the uh, Switch news. A lot of the Switch news for sure. I know... How many how many people do you think still watch cartoons that listen to this? Do you think a good amount? I would a say few? a good amount because I know I watch cartoons. This is true, I, I do. I'm hosting this show, but oh yeah, hey look at that. Hey, um, did you ever <laughs> watch the show Amazing World of Gumball? I did. And, and did you finish it? I didn't. You did it. Okay, yeah. it leaves off on a crazy cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. This show, I, I I I I can advocate for it. I can talk about it all day long because it is so genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. It is clever. It is funny. It is. It's a smart TV show. Yes. With stupid comedy. Yep. Um, and it follows a pretty decent storyline once it gets into the second season or so. And like I said, it leaves off on a cliffhanger. Uh, it was just announced uh, a few days ago that, and by a few days ago, I mean the 17th of February, that Cartoon Network is going to be doing 300 hours of originals, including including uh, an Amazing World of Gumball movie, Ooh. which is about time because I need to know how that series ends. Yeah. That's the worst when it gets all, you know, all the way to the end and it leaves on a cliffhanger and then it gets canceled or just they stop. Doing yeah. It. Yeah. No, it was really rough watching it have to uh, just, you know, stop. 
We've also got news uh, that new green lights include additional seasons of Gremlins, Craig of the Creek, Infinity Train, which everyone is like super, super on board with. No, it wasn't a train pun, I promise. <laughs> um, and two new seasons of Total Drama Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor and Valentina, which I've never watched. Uh, it also picks up Team Teal's Jade Armor and three new Ben 10 specials. That's a lot of... There's a lot going on. There's over a lot of content at, at Cartoon Network. Yeah. It looks like HBO Max and Sesame Workshop are continuing their partnership and have greenlit a new preschool series. Oh, that's preschool stuff. No one cares about that on this show. Come on. Yeah. If your preschool age child is listening to this, then you, they're either really smart or you're just um, not paying attention to the things we say. We're learning and giving them all of the bad words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, kids, if you're hearing this, say the word fuck. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's just my brother at one point. He used to play Overwatch. And again, he was he was way too young to be saying this. But of course, when kids curse, it's just chef's kiss. That's um, the best. And so I'm walking past my room where he is playing Overwatch and I like peek in as he's playing Bastion and he drops down on people and just yells, surprise motherfuckers. (laughs) I lost it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I lost it. It was just such a perfect moment. But also, is, then is I your went, brother secretly Samuel L. Jackson? What the hell? <laughs> like, how did you? Why did you? I have so many questions, but also I need to watch my language more. Uh, <laughs> you most definitely yeah. learned that from me. Um, good so, on yeah. you. I gotta. Well, that, well, that's good stuff. <laughs> Anyways, that's another funny. tangent, but another I've, tangent because that's just what we do on this show over here. You got it. We we have fun because we want you guys to have fun listening to it as well. That being said, that actually brings us to the end of our show. We covered everything we could. It was kind of a slower week this or past couple of weeks, I guess. Um, Mostly just a lot of theories, a lot of stuff about WandaVision, a lot of... Trailer drops. Yeah, a lot of trailer drops. Definitely, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for the Zack Snyder cut, if you haven't seen the trailer for the Mortal Kombat movie, go check those out as soon as you can because both of those look really, really good. Especially the Mortal Kombat Red Band trailer. Yeah, the Red Band trailer is the only way to watch it. Definitely the one to watch. Well, thanks again, guys, for listening. We really, really, really do appreciate it. I actually want to announce right now, uh, just real quick before we do cut this off, um, not this upcoming week, not the 26th, but the 5th, uh, following the series, not series, the season finale of WandaVision, we are actually going to be doing a WandaVision uh, special episode, which Mm -hmm. will be releasing either late on the 5th or early on the 6th, uh, given... uh, how quickly we can get it edited and put out for you guys. Uh, we're really, really looking forward to this because we're supposed to be having a guest on there from another podcast, a buddy of mine. Um, just keep on the lookout for that one. We're actually going to be posting about it really soon yes. and letting you guys know. Uh, but thank you again for coming out and listening. And I keep thank saying you, you guys are coming you. out. Um, we'll see you guys on the next episode. If you have anything that you want us to cover, please leave us a comment, leave us a like, send it to your friends if you think that this is something they would enjoy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We really do appreciate you guys taking out 
the time of your day to come and listen to a couple of uh, nerds talk about nerdy, geeky stuff. Yeah. It really, really does mean a lot to we us. We really, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Like, comment, Thanks share. So tell us your thoughts and theories. We want to hear. Yeah, please interact. We would love to hear from you guys. All right, all right, all right. I don't know why I turned into Matthew McConaughey at the end. All right, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>